with your host, Bill Lundgren, an AINC original podcast. We're not holding back truth. We're here to help you heal and become the best you possible. Here's the chair. Here's the pillow. Here's Bill. Hi there. Welcome to Blindsight, which is produced by the Audio Information Network of Colorado. I'm Bill Lundgren, your host for this program, and I'm pleased to welcome someone who's going to be telling us of some new devices, new ways that we can find relaxation, and that we all know how important that is. Our guest today is Suzanne Long, and I welcome you, Suzanne, to Blindsight. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you having me. And um, I look forward to talking. Actually, my name is Susanna. Just my mom. I, my mom would be screaming in my ear, saying, "Wait a minute! I didn't name her Susanna. It's Susanna. Don't take the ah out of her name." <laughs> Sorry <laughs> no, about that. Just for that's okay. It's all beautiful. Well, before we get into the work that you do, can you give us a little bit of background on you? What brings you to the work that you're doing? Well. Um, in my early young years, I was I was a dancer. Um, we moved to New York my junior year of high school, and so I danced professionally. So music and movement have always been a very important part of my life. And really, um, as a dancer, you learn to listen with your whole body. And mm. um, um, so I've always found that when I'm stressed out or something, that just taking some time out to either listen to nature or take some time out just to tune inward and, and listen to music can be very um, releasing of stress for me personally. And so, but I was um, had given up my dance career basically and was living in Washington, D.C. and um, selling software. And um, my ex-husband was a counter sniper with the Secret Service and a former Marine and sadly got injured on a job. And because of his injury, they retired him um in his early mid thirties. And, uh, we, we both went through a very, very traumatic time and sadly our, our marriage didn't survive it. So I, there, I found myself not dancing anymore, had given up my dance career, um, was stressed to the max selling software with a $20 million quota and just started praying, you know, um, God, why am I really here? And actually really, I did, had started a meditation practice just to deal with my own stress and anxiety over all the life changes I was going through. And in night, this was in 1996. Um, and I had a vision of creating spaces in corporate offices, schools, airports, hospitals that would incorporate light, sound, and aroma. And in this vision, um, I saw people walking up putting their hand on this device that was a biofeedback technology certainly wasn't where it is today but um at this this time people i just saw people putting a hand on their device and this 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 device would read what was going on with them bioenergetically and then they would walk into the space and lay on this lounger that somehow delivered music tactily so that you felt the music you hear resonating through you like a musical massage and um, then the the lighting and some of the aromatherapy would 
coordinate with that. So it was basically a um, a vibrational um, healing experience. And and so I and I I found the book um, that a, an organization called the Heart Math had written um, called From Chaos to Coherence. And they were working with a lot of corporations and uh, particularly in, in healthcare, doctors and nurses, to help them de- uh, de-stress. And they, they, they had this biofeedback device that, and they were teaching people a breathing technique and just to really tune into their body and, and their heart primarily um, because they, have, they had found the reason why they're called heart math is they had found scientifically that when your heart is in a coherent or harmonic um, resonance and you are sensing or feeling the feeling of love, compassion, or appreciation, your body mind as a whole operates more efficiently. And so they were actually, um, so I, I, I read this book and, and I found out they were doing a, a conference and I, I just was feeling called to really, you know, explore this vision I had had. And it was interesting that I learned they had this biofeedback technology. So I went to their conference and I was talking to them. And I said, I, well, I saw I had this vision and meditation of creating spaces that would really incorporate um, this biofeedback technology. But there was this lounger that somehow delivered music tactically. And they said, well, we actually know a guy that invented a lounger like that. And um, we they had brought it into Cisco systems at the time to work with um, type A programmers that were becoming highly burnt out. And um, they found that when they were trying to get these type A individuals to kind of drop in and feel their heart and feel love, compassion, or appreciation, they they were a little resistant of that because they were just so so in their head. And yet when they put them in this lounger, they would go there and uh, basically stimulate the body's natural relaxation response in less than five minutes. Hmm. And through this research body. study, they, yes. So you're lying in a lounger that you're feeling the music you simultaneously hear resonate through you like a musical massage. And so they, at Cisco Systems in this study, they found that productivity scores increased, camaraderie scores increased, and and just the, the burnout rate was significantly reduced. So um, anyway, I was, they were telling me the story, and so they told me the name of the gentleman who invented this lounger, and I, I called him, and um, sure enough, when I saw the lounger, I was like, gosh, that's exactly what I saw in my vision. <laughs> so it was one of these things that was kind of wild, and... Um, so I went and met this gentleman, and he had been developing sound healing environments for quite a long time, had been a young concert pianist, and found that he was able to perceive sound beyond what most people are, But and, and found that when he would go deep into nature and listen to particularly the sound of the creek in, in the, the Nanahela Forest in North Carolina, that he observed what he, he then named the so chord, which is just a B-flat harmonic realm that the earth was probably resonating at at that time. So he came back and reproduced that and um, and had had been, you know, working with a lot of people. But sadly, he's, you know, he was much more of an inventor and a musician. And a lot of people made a lot of promises and they didn't follow through with. So financially, he was in a really bad state when I called him. But I flew out there to meet him and and experienced his geodesic sound dome that he had worked with a a psychologist in Atlanta at the time to develop in a place called the Mind Spa. 
And um, they were working, they, they ended up bringing the, this dome also into the space in addition to the lounger he had created. And they were helping people of all kinds of, with all kinds of disabilities and also even Parkinson's and MS and um, a lot of different things um, that they just found a lot of the symptoms of these diseases were reduced. So anyway, his name is Barry Oser, and I um, ended up investing and moving him here to Colorado in 2002. And we formed a company called So Sound Solutions and um, got five patents. And one of them was certainly uh, a, this transducer that takes basically, it's delivering sound at the speed of sound of water versus air. So you're feeling it resonate through your bones, body, and blood, like, again, like a musical massage. And through that sensory integration input, when you're hearing and feeling the same input, uh, the same music, the same sounds, it creates a, a very relaxing experience for the body because part of what we all experience is, is there's chaos when we're hearing and feeling something different or for those who, who are, are able to visualize or see and with their physical eyes, um, it can just... Um, Closing your eyes actually is one of the best ways to get out of the beta brainwave states and allow your body mind to to really expand its consciousness, so to speak. And I, I was thinking about after I um, we had the talk the other day briefly, I was thinking about one of the most profound experiences I had in my journey to really um, look at. After I had this vision, I agreed to you know I had to use myself as a guinea pig, so I traveled around not only obviously looking at the biofeedback technology and then meeting Barry, but also just other programs that I felt were great for stress reduction and performance improvement and so forth. So anyway, I, I attended this. Um, I was in, I moved to Dallas before I left um, the computer software industry working for Oracle Corporation. But again, I was still stressed to the max and I went to a whole life expo at that time. And there was a, a gentleman there who's a, a shaman but also had a PhD in psychology and he was teaching at Baylor University. And he had, he had designed this program with another gentleman called trance dancing. And um, he would in this, so I, I was fascinated by that just because of my whole dance background. And um, so I went to the, the workshop he was doing on certifying people to do this. And at the time I was still had a $20 million quota working for Oracle selling to the aerospace and defense industry. And I was, I've always been a very spiritual person or very honoring of a higher realm, God, spirit, whatever you choose to call it, that, and really listening to the, that still small voice inside that guides me. But I, this was a whole nother realm. So I went to this trance dance thing and what they had us do was blindfold us um, and do what's known as the Kundalini breath of fire, taking two slow inhalations through the nose and exhaling through the mouth and through that breath and through the actually taking away of your physical eyesight, them, they found that people would activate deeper parts of the brain. And in this trance dance experience I did, it was like a four or five, maybe even seven day experience. Um, I all of a sudden had visions like I've never had in my life. I, I, I saw myself dancing in Egypt um, in past, past times. Um, I saw myself flying in the rafters of this cathedral. 
Um, and I saw myself in Tibet trying, these were all different dances, but I saw myself in Tibet trying to get the men to listen to the voices of the children. So it was, and it was as real as I see with my physical eyesight. So I, I was thinking about that after we spoke and just about that, that was probably the most transformational experience I ever had to say, wow, there's so much more to this world than we're able to see or even sense or feel sometimes unless we allow ourselves to de-stress and really tune into the heart and the coherence of the heart. So my journey has just been really using myself as a guinea pig and exploration, but we formed So Sound Solution and um, it's been highly successful. We're working with spas globally and with a, 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 all kinds of walks of life, actually, um, but sold that company back in um, February. And now I'm getting back to the second part of the vision was creating more of a wellness center to really support community around the healing power of sound and music and storytelling and really understanding um, some of the laws, universal laws of resonance and that how important it is, particularly now more than ever, for us to come together from a, in a heart space to really support each other on our journey and honor each other's unique perspective of the world. Um, and I think sound and music, you know, sometimes is referred to as the language of angels. Um, right. mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a powerful tool. But when you feel it and hear it, it takes it to a whole other dimension of potential in the body-mind. When you're talking about sound, are you talking about uh, you know, Beethoven, the Ninth Symphony, or are you talking about random, uh, I'll call it noise, just for uh to draw a distinction is that that the sound or not is not a pattern that is uh, composed but it's just uh, random sounds or uh, different instruments or what what do you mean by sound so any any music or sounds could be used like through the lounger for example but certain music is going to resonate more through the body than others and also mm -hmm. um certain frequencies, there's all kinds of research in even frequencies of sound. And there's an organization um, called um, the Monroe Institute that actually was the first to come out with what's known as hemi-sync, um, which is a synchronized sound that kind of triggers the right and left brain to come into a synchronization because there's a little space between the sound. So there's so much more to the idea of sound and frequency, but um, any music can be used through it, but, um, certain music will resonate better. And, and certainly as a sound healing artist or a person who is a channel for sacred sound and sacred language, when I'm working with somebody, for example, doing some healing work known as Reiki, a lot of times I'll just channel a sound or bring through a voice that reminds that person of, perhaps a childhood experience or something that is interfering with them breathing more completely or causing pain because mm -hmm. the body is the body is a storage of of memories you know i mean we all have traumas and sometimes when those traumas are too are so significant we don't release that energy so that's kind of where where the field of energy work comes in but sound also as we know through the the field of ultrasound can mm -hmm. help release um blockages in the body or body armor that's held tight so i think we're just um certainly in the ancient temp temples of egypt i mean they had sound healing temples the mayan culture the greek cultures there's a lot of native american cultures aboriginal right. cultures you know there's it sounds and music has been used for eons but i think 
quantum physics is just finally now, or science is just now catching up to what a lot of the ancient seers and masters understood intuitively. Hmm. Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, I took my dog for a walk, as, as I normally do in the, in the uh, late morning. And, you know, he goes along very, you know, he's a guide dog. He's being very respectful. But when I start making happy sounds, you know, not words or anything, but like, uh, you know, nonsense sounds, he starts picking up and he's skipping. And, you know, he, uh, as long as the sidewalk is safe, he goes skipping and he's happy as a clam to hear those sounds. And I think that's something akin to what you're talking to about. Or a baby, uh, when you work coo to a baby, the baby responds to that those kinds of sounds that have no real meaning, but just impart a uh, you know a message of uh, peace and whatever. And this is what kind of what you're talking about. It could be music, but it could also be those kinds of sounds that relax us. Absolutely. Um, in the in the field of of sound therapy or sound healing. It's talked about that sound is a carrier wave for emotion or energy in motion. So the certainly we can tell when the sound of someone's voice is coming from that place of a loving, happy, mm. compassionate place or when somebody's irritated. I mean, just you can certainly tell if somebody's more in their head or more in their heart by the sound of their voice. So certainly animals more than anybody more more than us sometimes they're smarter than us humans <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> because right because they're, they're right. so they're they're so aware of that yes and sh- and and certainly babies as well i mean i think sometimes we get so caught up in our day that we forget about the sounds we're putting out and about mm-hmm. the frequency that we're even resonating at and right so, yeah yeah and i think we all we all feel it um but whether how much we're paying attention or conscious of that feeling. And that's part of the mission of now what I'm creating called So Be It Studios is to create that place to be. (laughs) The place to be, I mean, like, it's cool because it's a place to be with, there's all kinds of music events, but also the place to be in resonance with your deeper potentiality or your, your, your sacred, I mean, moving into a deeper listening space. So you're listening to your body as the best GPS system you could ever have, you know, and I um, think that's so important. So we we sometimes get so in our head and um, just focus on the past versus being really present to our feeling in the body now and realizing mm-hmm. that when we drop into the heart and we listen from the heart um, and and act according to that in coordination with or in coherence with the brain, it's amazing what we can can manifest because you know thought is thought is thoughts create things and then how we resonate with those thoughts or how we embody them or not um, really does manifest our reality in my experience what's the studio what would the studio look like so um it's we we had had one open but um now we're kind of redesigning it so it has a thousand square, the the initial one i mean then and it's we're going to be building these in all different shapes and sizes, we're actually t- working with an organization called Six Senses Resorts and Spas to build two of the geodesic sound domes oh. in Saudi Arabia. No kidding. Um, so the geodesic sound dome is a whole nother level, but the 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 resonating floor, um, which actually we created one at the YMCA here in Lafayette that I teach Pilates on five days a week, 
Um, and I do some sound healing meditations after some of those classes. Um, so the, the, the resonating sound floor, it just, again, will take the, the create the floor becomes almost like a drum head that you're feeling the music resonate through your feet, hands and whole body. And so that's one level. And then the second level would be adding the geodesic structure, which contains the sound waves in a way that's very impactful because it's like the geodesic structure is based on sacred geometry and it, it reflects, so it creates a reflection of the molecules of the body. So when a, when a group, for example, goes into that structure, there's a lot of coherence that can happen. So it can be used for team building or, or bringing families closer together and, and lots of different things. But so we're looking at um, initially offering the floor, uh, the resonating sound floor to be put into various studio spaces and offering a whole plethora of classes that would, you know, bring that to a live, but it also adds another component to just regular fitness classes or meditation classes. And then the geodesic sound dome um, as a main center and then little pods around that could be individual healing spaces is, mm. is kind of the, the, the footprint, so to speak. Well, it's sort of like when we, when we go into an empty house and we have all that echo, what I'm hearing yes. you say is kind of utilizing that you know, that echo and that sound uh, that that we say, oh, we've got to put furniture in to block. We say to utilize it instead of eliminating it as a way of of getting some uh, uh, some peace and serenity. Yeah, it's actually taking that echo, so to speak, and organizing it, and that's where my partner, Barry, who I, you all might want to talk to, too, can go into deeper because he has so much more experience about sure. mm -hmm. um, creating the sound healing spaces. But um, I'm more about the programming and launching a program that I call Listening With Your Whole Body Listening and or um, uh, Uplift Your Vibes, which is kind of a combination of a movement and this listening. So I'm more about the programming and bringing it to market, but he's more able to speak more about how do you take that echo and make it more acoustically um, coherent mm -hmm. so that it does have a calming effect? That could really uh, change the way we build structures in our own home, for, for example. Absolutely. If, mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking as you were describing it, uh, some news has come in recently about inventor Thomas Edison and they found that uh, somebody has uh, Thomas Edison's Steinway piano, and they found teeth marks in the piano. Of, oh, my goodness. Because Edison was deaf, had uh, a severe hearing loss. And so what Edison would do is to bite on the wood of the piano and would be able to hear the sound uh, through his teeth uh, and be able to hear a uh, sound that he couldn't hear otherwise. So that's where he's utilizing the whole body, or at least his head, to be able to hear what he couldn't hear naturally. And it, it feels like we're yeah. talking about something very similar. Yeah, we don't just hear with our ears, we do actually hear or feel with our whole body. And so... Right. Right. That's where you can enhance that hearing experience because when you're more aware of, it's like when you get chills when a crystal glass is giant, you know, I mean, there's so much with that or just understanding. So it's, 
sound has a way of getting us more attuned to higher frequencies of energy, I think. Uh, so that's definitely, and, and I think that was the, the case too with Beethoven in his later years. Right, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah. example. Yeah. yeah, and of course, for someone who has blindness, is losing one of the senses. So, uh, you know, people think we, uh, when we're blind, we have extra senses. We don't. We just use the other perhaps more acutely. And that's what you're talking about. And, you know, if we're blind. We may feel or hopefully will feel or learn to feel more sound more uh, in more ways than, uh, than identifying where we are by sight. And we can even, you know, when I walk the dog, I, I have to listen to sound in order to guide him, uh, tell him which way to go, like traffic or whatever. And I don't have my eyesight to, uh, to help me with that. So, and, I'm, and I have hearing impairment as well. So I have to use all the senses that are left, including the amount of hearing I have, to give me cues that I wouldn't otherwise have, that, I can't, that the average person would have. And that's what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. And and so I would I'm I'm happy to to gift you with some time to experience the lounge or come experience the floor if you would be interested in that because I think it's it's uh, it's amazing and I think um yeah the um our subtle aware, you know, when we're so stressed out, we're actually holding our body, our muscles tight and our and so a lot of people when they lie in the sound chair for example will say, "Well, how does it know where my how did it know where my pain is?" And when it's not that it's that intelligent of a system, it's just that the the music or the resonance will find the tightness of it will resonate more where there's tight muscles. And then it will slowly start to unravel that as you breathe more mm-hmm. deeply. So I think that's also where the deeper awareness comes in, because if we're out and we're tense, um, naturally to protect ourselves or we're in the stress response to protect ourselves but when we're able to remind the body and kind of how to breathe more deeply and be in a a more coherent state of of listening from a space of curiosity and not necessarily defensive space um it's just it's amazing how that that opens us up our awareness up and um so i think feeling is healing and feeling is knowing. <laughs> and I think there's so much more to us coming into that heart coherence as we're moving through this very interesting time in human evolution. So I, yes, absolutely. I would love to gift you with a time in the chair or the floor or whatever what might support you too. So it certainly would be interesting to see, uh, and you know, as a blind person, as a, as a hearing impaired person to, you know, find out what other senses that I'm not even aware of are uh, coming into play to uh, keep me keep me uh, out of trouble. Yes. <laughs> it's about yeah. the only way I can put uh, it, yeah. Or when we walk into a room, people talk about being able to feel, and, and they're blind, they can feel the dimensions of the room, or at least the shape of the room, and be able to maneuver uh, with sensitivity. That, that's the kind of thing that you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Barry, my business partner, actually, when he was, he tells a story about he had a, one of his piano teachers was blind and he was amazed that he knew exactly who walked into the room mm-hmm. just by per- perhaps even with they did, even before they spoke, 
So certainly from the sound of their voice, they would know, but there was just, he could sense that subtle vibe of that energy. That, and I think, you know, the, the, the quantum physics, again, is proving that everything's based on energetics. So I think the more aware we come, become aware of the energy we're resonating with and then how that's being reflected out into the world or um, back to us is significant, certainly in how we relate to life itself because if we're if we're in if we're holding a place of more peaceful resonance and coherent in our body then we become like a tuning fork for that and we attract the law of attraction or the law of resonance says that we attract what we're resonating with whether consciously or not and that this journey through life is kind of the gift in that for us to fine-tune ourselves to find that peaceful place inside and don't shoot the messenger <laughs> if something comes across very you know it, you can always be that peaceful presence and so part that's part of the mission and purpose of so be it studios too is to realize that you know how we can individually not only change our lives but change the lives of people around us by being that constant finding that coherent place inside where peace resides mm. So if we could put a geodesic dome in the Capitol building, we might make and change the whole course <laughs> of human yeah. history. Yeah, well, we might have a lot of people that weren't resonating with that fly away. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a lot of changes along well, those lines. Well, how can we as blind people uh, access what you're talk talking about if we don't have a studio near us? Or, you know, uh, the Are the... Uh, uh, the chairs available for sale to uh, that we could have one in, in our home would that be beneficial or what are we talking about yeah well certainly here locally that um, I would invite anybody to contact me and come to the YMCA because that's why we donated the floor to them or, or at, at our cost to develop that to do deeper research mm. with it so that's in Lafayette here in here in the Colorado area but on a broader scale, um, we sold So Sound Solutions, the original company that was developing the loungers, to a company called Therabody. And so they've just designed a lounger um, that they've come out with that you can certainly buy for your home. Uh, we were working with Denver Mattress. Um, we actually sponsored quite a lot of families with children on the spectrum of autism um, with beds. And we were starting to do a 10-bed hospital study to look at how we could reduce you know, pain medications and so, so forth in the hospital. But um, uh, Denver Mattress is, I, I'm not sure the status of, of that, uh, if they're working with Therabody to continue that, because when we sold the company, um, they kind of went on with it and we're and decided not to work with Barry and I moving forward, um, sadly, kind of. But, um, the, the, but Therabody is definitely moving forward with it. So those products could be purchased on their website. So, uh so the sound is, uh, I mean, how are you producing the sound? Are there discs or, you know, what, what, you know, or is that proprietary so you, information? But I mean, how, how does this all happen? So you can plug in an iPhone or an iPad or whatever and use, again, as I said, any music. Um, and then there's a cord that would go into the lounger or the bed or, or the floor. You can also plug a live instrument into it. And like, for example, if you have a guitarist and you strum the guitar and it's plugged into the chair, the, the chair becomes, you know, like the guitar itself. Or people will even say it's like lying in a cello. A Therabody, I know, has come out with an app, too, that they're 
they were actually originally working with Barry and then they're working with some other artists to develop specific music for it. And that will be something we're, we're doing through the studio. Mm -hmm. Part of my vision is to not only, you know, let it be a recording studio where we also um, can capture live events and support people that are creating music and certainly the sound healing artists community, um, like Tibetan bowls and didgeridoos and drums and all of those kind of native, native um, instruments. Um, but also um, the whole idea of storytelling and uh, capturing live stories and, uh, you know, certainly the bringing, bringing community back together where the children, you know, have stories come alive as the elephant thumps across the floor and, and hearing the story of the elderly and kind of the vision of the studio is not just using sound for healing, but the place to give people a voice and give community a voice that can be um, then captured if, if somebody wants to then play that later in a chair or, or um, their bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the bed was a very interesting to me just because I think there's so much, so many people do have trouble sleeping and don't realize how noise impacts them. And so uh, having children's bedtime stories or guided meditations that would resonate through the bed. So all of that we're still kind of working through on the, after the sale, but um, I feel like the bed is very significant and the floor is certainly also the place for community. Well, I'm, I'm curious when we talk about stories or even the music, uh, are we talking about it being total loud sound? Or are we talking about it just coming from different places in the bed so that we feel it in every part of our body? I'm not, I, I have a little trouble conceptualizing. When we go in nature, sound is coming from everywhere. It's not loud. But I have the, the vision, particularly in the city, that the sound would have to be kind of loud when wake up the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but the, the beautiful thing is it doesn't need to be as loud because when you're feeling it, 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 it doesn't need to be as loud because you're, you're augmenting the auditory with the, um, the vibration of the body. And um, so it's... It's it is like going to a concert without without hurting your ears. I mean, it's um, and then the geodesic sound dome, it definitely again is containing it. So um, it's a very different experience of how you're listening to music. Um, mm-hmm. And some of it can be louder. Some of it can be very soft. Like like for example, uh, when we had our our studio open initially, we would have a harp. Um, a, a harpist come in and play, um, plug her harp into the floor as people practice yoga. And it was a very soft, but mm, yeah, very, profoundly, right. very beautifully profound in the body. Because like if you're holding a, a yoga asana, for example, that's, you know, h- hard to hold, she would really increase the, the amount the harp was producing just to help you kind of breathe through that. So it's, there's, there's a lot to that, you know, mm-hmm, feeling it. It's, mm-hmm. And it is hard to envision if you haven't experienced it, but yeah. Um, so you'll have to come experience it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know uh, one of the hospitals here in, in Denver uh, had a harpist in the intensive care unit, and she would play out in the hall and yes. uh, play the harp as a way of, uh, and I know some of the people were in um, uh, the ventilator. And we're hearing that music, and uh, I, I wonder, I know some people thought, I mean, this is almost like uh, they've gone to heaven and they hear the harpist, but it's, it's actually uh, 
I think for some people, very soothing. Yeah, the whole field of music therapy is def- definitely um, also growing. And I think, um, you know, both working with people on listening deeper with their whole body as well as playing instruments or giving their body a voice is all part of, of this growing field. Hmm. Well, what other options are available to us? What would you say, look, how do we, uh, as a society, as an individual, uh, work on getting some of the peace that we very definitely need? Yeah, well, certainly getting a lounge chair or exploring the bed. And if people have specific questions, I can give my email address if that's helpful. But and I'm happy to talk to yes. people individually on how I can best support them because that's kind of my higher mission and purpose at this point in time. But I think the deeper message is just realizing also spending time in nature. I mean, going where, you, where you're away from traffic and realizing when you are stressed out or even creating a little sanctuary space in your own home where you have music, I mean, uh, that you just play or, or going. There's nothing, you know, for me... I love sitting out and just listening to the birds or having time in, when I'm feeling overly stressed, realizing how how important it is just to find that space, whether you create it in your home or whether you take the time or make the time to go deep into to nature and just move into a place of appreciation for the birds, for the wind wrestling through the trees, just becoming more aware of how the sounds, your experiences you're experiencing are impacting you and also the sound that you're making <laughs> you know even the little voice in your head that speaks to you i mean just being gentle and loving with yourself and how you speak to yourself and speak to others i think is is does amazing work i mean and just when you are feeling stressed but to go into nature take some deep breath take a moment to appreciate the birds singing the the wind or the just the silence you know i mean it, i think Sometimes we just need to realize that, and there's uh, nature is the beautiful um, anecdote to our stress for sure. Right now, you teach meditation and yoga as as part of uh, your program, so that's something that people could access. Yeah, I actually teach Pilates. Uh, Pilates, not yoga, but um, and then yes, I do a med- sound healing meditations um, on. Tuesdays and Thursday, or I'm actually right now just only on Thursday at the YMCA, there's a 15-minute sound healing meditation at the end of my Pilates class. And again, I would welcome anybody to contact me, and I'm happy to get the Y to gift uh, anybody to have an experience. Um, so that, and then developing other programs with the new studio we're going to be opening. So I will, I can, we can stay in touch on that too. Now where the, will the studio be opening to you? Do you have a, a location? We don't have that. We don't. We haven't. We haven't done that. We haven't confirmed that yet. We're kind of with all the craziness in the in the world right now. We're kind of letting that settle down a little bit, and then <laughs> we'll open it. Well, but for now, certainly uh, a start might be from what I'm hearing from you. One, you said to get out of nature, but the other is to get more into mindfulness and and the meditative techniques that uh, are available to help us to get more in touch with who and what we are and to stay away from politics Absolutely. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. And just really, yeah, the more that we can each, because the one thing I hope that we learned from COVID is that we're all connected through our breath. 
And what mm-hmm. we breathe out, we breathe in, um, be it physically or even emotionally. And so the more we can be that peaceful presence, the more we can let that resonate out from us. And I think that's, yes. And there, there's a lot on um, YouTube, for example, of there's a lot of sound healing programs and meditations that incorporate what I, what I referred to earlier, known as hemisync and or what people, a lot of other people have replicated known as binaural beat to stimulate that binaural beat music or even what they call the solfeggio frequencies, which were actually um, discovered eons ago um, that are specific frequencies that can stimulate, um, that correlate with different emotions. There's a lot of different controversy about that. But anyway, there's a lot on YouTube just to listen to and find that you can just listen to that are guided meditations and or visualization kind of exercises. I, I I tend to listen to one before I go to bed at night and when I wake up first thing in the morning and just setting the tone for the day. Um, and there's also, I don't know, just coming to mind, there's amazing work by Dr. Joe Dispensa, who was a chiropractor who is working with people all over the world um, of helping them overcome all kinds of disabilities just through a meditation practice. So there's a lot out there to learn from and it's... Um, I think the whole field of of sound therapy is just in its infancy being rediscovered. I think a lot of the ancient cultures understood it more than we do today. But again, science is kind of catching up to the art of healing. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, science, uh, science uh, does its own thing that had to go back to the beginning in order to understand uh, what what the early people knew already. And just relearn yeah. it and incorporate it, like just as science, so much of science now, with mindfulness techniques, as we call it, uh, is the discovery of exactly what you're saying. The meditation is part of the healing arts, and I certainly appreciate you bringing all that uh, exciting information to our listeners in blindsight. And uh, who do you want to give us the? Uh, best way to contact you if we want to uh, pursue this further yeah um i don't have the so be it website up yet that should be up actually probably within the next week or two but eventually it will be so be it studios um dot live but for right now just Susanna long my name s-u-z-a-n-n-a-h l-o-n-g at gmail.com is probably the best way to reach me. And then as things progress, I'm happy to keep those who are interested in touch and we can maybe circle back for you to post that or whatever makes sense as a next step. But I'm very excited to support your community for sure and would love to do whatever I can. So um, Susanna Long at gmail.com and the YMCA in Lafayette is where I teach and happy to host somebody there anytime just to experience the floor and or mm-hmm. um, the lounger sometime too. So, we we'll certainly like to keep in keep in touch, and to, for you to keep us uh, up to date on what's happening in the studio certainly would be uh, uh, something that we can uh, let people uh, know. Maybe have you on and broadcast from your studio. Who knows? That's what I. That's I'm very intrigued by that idea. And as I was. Um, we were mentioning in the the first interview or first introductory call we had that you know i i've wanted to do a podcast myself so i'm curious to you know just because i think 
inviting other sound healing artists and other musicians and that to be a and and also as i said capturing live things at the studio so sure we may be able to do that at the y or definitely when we open the studio i would love to work with you all to do that that would be amazing that'd be great that'd be great thank you for being here i keep in touch and i'm going to Our- sign off this is bill lundgren your host for blind sight and look for further episodes of Blindsight uh, on whatever media you use the uh, for your podcast. Thank you and goodbye.